helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Uh, we've been talking about the story that's made the news. The Western Springs women's team um, are not playing at the moment. That's gone to mediation, the club, the team, etc. cetera. Uh, I've gone to my specialist, Bex Sauron. And Bex, uh, Rebecca, thanks for joining us. And um, you put up a LinkedIn post and you offered free consultation to them. I don't know whether they've taken it up with you. Um, you you're just a great human. Uh, could you could you could you I'll give us you'll take that? Could you give us your reaction initially, just just the overall reaction to the situation that's going on? Yeah, well like many people, just really upsetting all round for all parties really. There's just no winners in this, you know. For the the women and the girls playing, you know, they're in a situation which is terrible for their season and, and their own footballing careers. The club, you know, has got all this negative PR, not great for them, you know obviously disrupted through the whole club it's not great for football so real loss for everyone and you know particularly as we head down you know less than two months to go to the women's world cup which should be all these stories of positivity and excitement and change um as opposed to this coming out so a really unfortunate situation for everyone so the coach has been relieved of his duties the girls have pretty much had to down tools I'm interested, um, how much do you think it takes for the girls to do this? It's a brave step. Yeah, I mean, you know, if there were anything like me when I was playing, it was my highlight of my week, you know, my whole world focused around playing these games and training. So, you know, for them to take this drastic action and say, you know, they're not going to play or whatever it might be, it's a huge, um, you know, thing for them to do. So, you know, very brave to not only speak out, but to, you know, put their own football careers and enjoy at a loss here. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's obviously not just one little thing or, or one off. It sounds like it's been a build-up of time, um, which I'm sure this, you know, was the last resort for them. Yeah, me reading into it, it sounds like um, they've been asking for um, discussions, uh, slight improvements. It's not about money. Everyone seems to think they want more money. Mm-hmm. It's not about money. Um, mm-hmm. What does it look like for the outsiders for a team to walk out on their club? It's, it's certainly not a good look. And um, as we've seen, you know, there's been five, six articles in the paper. So it's just drawing so much attention to Western Springs, the management, the maybe the inequities that are occurring across all sports clubs in New Zealand. So it's not a good look. I'm sure Western Springs are not enjoying any any part of it. And yeah, it's a shame it's got to this point. Um, and as we said, I think a lot of the requests didn't involve, you know, things that were costly or you know big changes, and they possibly could have implemented. Come out and said, hey, yep, we can implement those. Let's keep everyone on board while they work through longer-term issues like, you know, representation on their board or a, a working woman and girls group. You know, I think those are pretty easy things to implement, um, you know, or commit to in the short term. So there's no real financial repercussion. So, you know, it's a shame if I was kind of in that situation, I'd probably, okay, let's try and find some middle ground right now, keep everyone on board, and let's sit down and work together on a longer-term plan. I don't use the word hate often, Rebecca, but I hate that gender <laughs> is in this conversation. If this was the yeah, men's okay. B team or the men's under-17s team, I just feel like there wouldn't be this issue. And it's constantly women's teams 
are banging their heads against the wall. So is this about not enough diversity on the board? Is this about not having a strategy for women on the board? Where Where is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think it's um, bigger picture issues here that, you know, it's equi- equality is more than, like, as we've discussed, more than pay. It's a whole matter of things. It's representation, voice, influence. So clearly there's some type of culture that the girls or a number of people feel like they're not getting here. Um, so, yeah, it's a shame that it's broken down into gender. And, you know, this is the problem with the discussion around equality in sports. It's unlike any other sector. So even at the top level, you know, it breaks down into this kind of denomination of, oh, the, the men's team brings in this or, you know, this right, so they get more money or more pay and the women's in this. Whereas, particularly with community football, it's exactly that. It's a community club. It's serving juniors, women's teams, men's teams, and potentially people with disabilities. So more of these clubs need to look at things holistically. There's this family or portfolio of brands that juniors, the men's, the women's. And even in this case, you can kind of eliminate the whole you know, men's bring in, you know, these T V revenue rights or, you know, this attendance match tickets. Because in New Zealand we just don't see that that kind of revenue coming in like we might see in England. So it shouldn't even be an issue with the New Zealand club football that these inequities exist. My view is it's just historical attitudes. So right now, today, there's no reason why every football club in New Zealand, they're all amateur clubs, supposedly, they couldn't all commit to a completely equal and um, gender equal club because there's nothing, you know, there's not the, the financial issues that we see overseas. You know, it's no reason why we can't put 40 or 50% women on a board. There's no reason we can't give access to women's team at the same rate we do men's team. So for me, it's even missing out on opportunities. You know, we um, see the likes of Zero, a homebred New Zealand brand here. The reason they've got behind women's football and they're sponsoring the FIFA Women's World Cup, the Lionesses, New Zealand football fans, not the men's, so they're, you know, delivering millions of dollars into the women's game. Someone like Western Springs or any other club and say, hey, we're going to take an equality stance and actually bring in money because of it. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, we need to stop evaluating too much on the, the money things, you know, realise that equality is more than just about that. It's about, you know, even representation on your walls, you know, are there pictures of girls and boys up there. Um, all these little types of things can make a huge difference. And, look, I think it's just a hangover from what being historically seen as a men's thing, you know, some of those hangovers, um, that might exist in, in structures and outdated views, which we all need to work together to change. Talking to Rebecca Sardins, Bex, um, finally, can you give me an example somewhere around the world, because you do work internationally, of a club or a league that get it right? Well, this is going to be an easy, or oh, two easy ones for me here. First is um, Lewis FC, a little uh, club in Sussex in the UK. They're called also known as Equality FC, they invest, so that means pay, but also equal resource, equal funds, equal pitch access facilities, their men's and women's team the same. So again, that's one of the zero sponsorship teams. They, they got the zero sponsorship because they represent equality. And actually, the women's team has done better than the men's team and actually pulled the men's team up and got financially secured resources, which is helping the men's team, the juniors, everyone. So... It can work both ways. Um, then the other one, of course, I, you know, everyone I'm sure is familiar with the Angel City 
FC story, there's just been a documentary released, but they, have, they raised $100 million before they even kicked a ball on the pitch. You know, they're one of the hottest clubs and sports properties in the world. They're on target to be a billion-dollar valuation, and they're a women's team in the National and Soccer League, and they've got purpose at their heart. So, you know, they're all about something bigger than just what happens on the field. They have community initiatives. They you know, promote equality and, and look at the attention and the financial success they're having. So it's, it can be done. I think people just need to open their minds and the, particularly in New Zealand, we've got an opportunity here where we don't have many of the barriers that we see overseas. So I'd love, I'd love to kind of more clubs and across all sports take on this kind of new um, view and the attitude and, you know, reach that sooner. New view and attitude needs to be re branded the right view and attitude, Bex. Correct. <laughs> so yeah, and it, again it's it's the these are costless things. So yeah. you know, it all comes down to culture and like I said, there's small things you can do that don't cost money that can be activated today, you know. Doing a kind of self audit, looking at your own board makeup, you know, making sure your social media accounts and all your marketing material has even, you know, levels of girls and boys on them, you know making sure you kind of make your club rooms um, not intimidating for anyone to walk into. So there's just so many little things that you can do to create a more equitable sports club. And, um, you know, like I said, Edison Springs one is actually a funny one because if you look at the current picture from the last two years, you know, the, thanks to the women's team and the Women's World Cup, they've received $800,000 of facility upgrades. So... It's not a case of going, oh, hey, because of the women's team in the World Cup, you know, you've got that. Only the women can use it. Those facilities are there for everyone, for the juniors, for the senior men. It's it's one big community and family. It's not this kind of segregated approach. Or, you know, if you're going to look at it, the segregated approach again, you know, my understanding is juniors make up a whole lot of that revenue. You know, it's the biggest club in New Zealand. You know, you've got these kids or all these junior teams paying a couple hundred bucks subs, you know, bringing in, say, half a million dollars, probably the biggest revenue driver, um, and that's not going, oh, we'll, we'll only just spend it on the juniors because that's what they bring in. It's spread across across the club's teams and all, all parts of it. So, yeah, I think we just need to start looking more holistically, not view equality as just money and pay, and, yeah, work to give it a kind of just change some attitudes. Rebecca, yeah, Rebecca, we've gone way over time, but I really appreciate yours. Okay. Really, really important subject. Thanks, as always, for being accessible. Yep. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Rebecca Soden there. New Sport and Weather with Johnny.